All right, guys, yeah, I'm here with uh, our producer, Dave. It's me, producer Dave, and me and producer Dave. So we are here right now, um, you know, just having fun. It's a Friday night, getting ready for tomorrow night. It's a big fight tomorrow night, man. I mean, like, look, people want to always knock me for basically, like, knocking the UFC and knocking Dana White and not. But you know what, though? This is a big card tomorrow, man. You got to give credit where credit's due. They're finally putting cards like this together. I think, just my opinion, just my opinion, because Bellator putting on some good shows right now. So, you know, they got to kind of like step up their game, which is good for everyone. The good, It's good for the fans. It's good for everyone, man. I'm still in my gi pants, still in my rash guard, my, my Ruka rash guard. You know, I'm still, you know, just got done training, just got done rolling about two hours. I'm just, you know, keeping the old man in shape. You know, that's what we're doing around here. Have a little barbecue here too, right? Producer Dave, you enjoyed that tri-tip? That's right. Tri -tip, That's right, son. Don't underestimate my barbecue abilities, man. <laughs> Don't underestimate my barbecue abilities. I'll tell you right now, That's this dude good. can barbecue. I can barbecue. So on Friday nights, we do a little barbecue here with, you know, a couple couple, uh, couple cases of beer. We just all hang out and just, you know. You could have at least brought beer in, man. No. Nah. Well, we know. We finished it. Okay. We finished it, man. Okay. Two two cases of beer with like eight of us. That's not bad. That's not bad. Hey, we we are ready to go. All right, <laughs> all right. So look, uh, we had a good roll. We had a good, you know, was rolling uh, tonight. About an hour and a half, two hours of good rolling tonight. Some good tri tip and some good uh, some good uh, Modellos. We had some good Modellos. <laughs> Bro, April's about to be stacked, man. With the I Bellator, know, the, we, we talked about the improv thing, and yeah, I think there's I think there's before. a new yeah because we're doing we're gonna. We're working on an improv deal right now, so we'll get the improv deal, and uh, hopefully that works out. And then if that works out, that'd be great. Um, April 27th, though, the same night, UFC has a car, too, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they're throwing a fight the same night. Yeah. it's. I mean, you know. Do you ever, are you ever, do you ever use your phone and, like, um, you get down to 1% and you're nowhere near a charger and you're, like, trying to survive on one percent no. for the longest thing no <laughs> that happened to me today did it yeah don't you work at a fucking yeah cell phone company i know <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you work at an actual like cell phone company but i need my phone on me all times yeah like which just baffles me that you don't have a charger on you at full times wait all the April oh yeah, yeah yeah to be April decided who to be decided oh but there's something I, I thought they announced the main event already Oh, did they? Oh. You know, they, they're always their website's always the last place to get. That's weird. To get the to get the fight card. It's so unorganized. It's as bad as Bellator not having the right records on fighters' names when they have when they yeah. post the fight card. All right, look, let's talk. We'll we'll, we'll brush over real quick. I'm not gonna even get really get into it just to be get into it. Uh, John Jones test positive again. Let's whatever, man. I mean. The scary part is, is that we're just going to continue to, like, brush over it. It's just when it becomes such a normal thing, people are like, oh, no big deal. Like, you know, traces of the M3 metabolite again detected in two of John Jones' drug test uh, samples ahead of UFC 235. I mean, we're just going to brush over it. It is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing. They're not going to change anything that they're going to continue to say. They're they're not going to change anything. The scary part is that this, they said it's, um, so it's the same thing, right? And he said, oh, but, you know, Nevada's basically declared it as not being performance enhancing, right? But last time it was like, oh, it's just a picogram. And this time it's like, oh, it's not performance enhancing. Next time it's going to yeah. be like, oh, yeah, he took steroids, but, you know, yeah. here's the loophole this time. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little weird. I mean, we're really just, I think what they, like, it just seems like if you get someone used to like, oh, it's happened again. Oh, it's happened again. Like, it's, it's people are just going to keep brushing over it. Look... My my honest opinion, whether you call him whatever you guys want to call him, you guys call him the GOAT, you guys can call him. But once you test a positive, you're not the GOAT. That's just my honest opinion. GSP right now is the GOAT. He's the leading headway for the GOAT. Um, You know, that's it. That, there's no really other conversation uh, about that. And to, that's in my that's just in my honest opinion. Like GSP right now is the, the leading candidate to be the GOAT. That's it. Not John Jones, not Randy Couture, not Chuck Liddell, not Tito Ortiz, not not uh, BJ Penn. I mean, I'm a BJ fan, man, and BJ is not far behind. But you know, not uh, Jose Aldo. I would say is probably right behind there, a little bit behind GSP. It, it's close. It's close. And the only reason why is that G, 
although never he never won two titles on two different weight classes, and that's kind of why I give GSP the nod. Also, too, I give GSP the nod because he wanted to fight for the um for the 55 pound title, from what I understand. And the conversation, the talk was the UFC didn't want that to happen. And um that to me lets me know that he was willing to go to extreme lengths to make the weight at 155 after just competing at 185. I mean, that, that says a lot about someone's character and like what they're willing to do to become the best and the greatest of all time. Um, you never had to question his, um, you know, him. You never had to question him. I mean, sure, that, there was speculations that he was like on the sauce. Like there was all that speculation as well as to that he cheated like during the BJ Penn fights with the, the like they were putting grease on his back and that's a, but I mean, look, dude, like when you talk about like when we're talking about guys doing steroids, that's that's a big difference, you know, versus a person who is um, a person who, uh, you know, put like a little bit of Vaseline on their back. I mean, uh, whatever. I mean, what a coach put Vaseline on his back. I'm not condoning that. I'm just simply saying that like when you want to compare the things, uh, performance enhancing and, you know, whatever. <laughs> avoiding submissions i guess i guess however you want to put it <clears throat> um look uh like that that realistically like let's just talk about the fact that like we're, we're gonna brush over it there's nothing people are gonna just continue to like look past it like it's no big deal it's sad it's sad that the sports come to that it is what it is i'm not trying to be a ufc hater i'm not trying to be a john jones hater and you guys can say whatever you want in the comment section about oh you just you're daniel cormier you're daniel cormier's uh teammate you're gonna say that but let's be real it's at some point he took steroids it's stuck in his system the, the honest to God truth should just be that even if it's performance enhancing or not performance enhancing, like he should not be allowed to fight. That should be the bottom line. Like those are the consequences you suffer when you decided that you wanted the cheat and use steroids and now it's stuck in his system and now he's testing now he has picograms in it and it's not actually helping his performance is what they're saying. But that's the side effect of actually taking steroids. So if that's the case, then you probably sh like then he should have to suffer the consequences of not being able to fight for however long it is until it's out of his system. I mean, it is what it is. Um, you know, we'll we'll move on from that conversation. It's kind of like an old tired wheel. I'm just tired of talking about it. It's 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 kind of old, man. It's it's it is what it is. Everyone's gonna talk. They're just gonna brush over. It. Like I haven't heard anyone talk about it. Everyone's talking about it today. <clears throat> Let's talk about the Colby Covington thing. There's a couple things. Kobe uh, showed up showed up at Usman's um, uh, open workout, like with the, with a microphone. But did you see before that when he <coughs> when he was in the back and uh, and Usman was there and Usman was like trash talking Kobe? And, like, I didn't see that calling him out. And Kobe, can you pull it up? Can you pull yeah. that up? Um, yeah, I didn't see that. And Kobe was ignoring him like he was scared or whatever. Hmm. And, uh, I think it was on uh, Embedded right here. And then yeah. Khabib pops in at the end. It's pretty funny. All right, let's uh, get this commercial skipped. <laughs> um, so this is kind of interesting. But it's, <coughs> it's interesting that he showed up to the... He showed up afterwards. So there's Kobe. There's this so it goes on like that for ages. yeah and then, <clears throat> and then somebody asked Khabib something Khabib, are you trying to steal your show? drama show, big drama show <laughs> <laughs> big drama show <laughs> The work, open workout thing happened after that. <clears throat> um, I mean, like, 
in all fairness, like what's going to happen? Like you're going to say something, no one's really paying attention. Like Kobe's just trying to get attention to actually get the fight. That's all. But from what I understand, he's he he avoided like fighting Usman to get the the shot at the interim title, and it worked out for him. But this time now, something's going on where he's 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 obviously not in Dana's favor, uh, whereas before he was. So something along the line didn't work out where he's not in Dana's favor anymore. And let me just tell you this right now: I speak, for, I definitely speak from experience. The whole not being in Dana's, Dana's favor. Um, it just is one of those things, man. Like once you're not in his favor, like this whole deal where we talk about where Dan, he shows up to Dana and Kobe comes and shows up and faces Dana, like while Dana's gambling and Dana's there with somebody else. And I can tell you now that's not going to go over well. I mean, we may never hear from him again. And I can, I can tell you that, that, Look, Nick Diaz fought Robbie Lawler, knocked him out a long time ago, and Dana White, and uh, and 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 Dana had called us, called me, Tim Sylvia, Pete Spratt, Tiki Goshen, even called Chuck Liddell. It was like, hey, we're doing this thing called Blind Date. Like, all of us had girlfriends at the time. All of us. I think one of the guys was married. I want to say it was. I want to say it was Tim Sylvia was married at the time, or somebody was married at the time. And then he even asked Chuck, and Chuck's like, I ain't doing that show. But they called they called uh, Nick Diaz, and they told Nick, they're like, hey, you're going to do the show. And he's like, I ain't doing that fucking show. Well, the rest of us all got told that we had to do the show. And here I am. I was only like one fight into the UFC, I think, at the time. It was like right before I fought Hermes Franca, or maybe right after. I think it was right before I fought Hermes Franca. And they were like, hey, you have to do this thing. It's part of your contract, this and that. And Nick told him to fuck off. And I was like, all right, I did it. Pete Sprott did it. Tiki Goshen did it. Tim Sylvia did it. We all did it. And it's like one of those things that we did the show. And it it was like, whatever. It is what it is. We got kind of pushed into doing it. But Nick said no. Nick had just beat Robbie Lawler. After that whole thing with not taking that fight, I was there and Nick had Nick and Dana were like in this thing, and I think Nick had just lost to uh, Joe Riggs, and Dana comes back and tells Nick, he's like, next time we set up a promotional thing for you, he's like, you fucking do it. That's why you're on the undercard. And if people remember that fight, like he had already beat Robbie Lawler, and he was like, I think he had, was on the undercard of that fight. You have one of the most exciting fighters. It was fucking bullshit. And the fact that Colby, like, if you we were going to play this, like, little clip, and P, if you guys haven't seen it, Colby shows up today, I think it was after the Usman thing, he shows up where Dana is gambling. And when Dana's gambling, he's there gambling, and Colby walks in with the, his phone on. He's like, hey, Dana, let's, let's play it. Dana, what's up, bro? How you doing? How you doing? I just want an explanation why I'm not fighting for the belt this weekend. Right. Stop filming. Come on, bro. Stop I just want I want an explanation, oh, man. So he's yelling. So he walks in and confronts Dana while Dana's gambling. The whole ordeal, though, like and this, all people talked about today on social media was there's a girl there sitting next to Dana, like with her feet up on the on, like near the table, and. Dana yells out like quit gambling and all people talk about was how the girl just creeped out the picture real quick You know, she just kind of like turned her head kind of put her head down and kind of slid out of the shot real quick And the first thing Dana says is, oh, hey, hey, what's up? Hey Quit filming quit filming that right there You're not winning any favors or points at all with Dana White You are done son like you like that, that thing right there, I think it would have been fine had that girl not been in the picture, whoever the hell she is. It just looked bad. And so the fact that you potentially, even if that girl wasn't even with him, you just made him look like he's a sleazebag. And I'm just telling you right now, you are not carrying any favor with him. He is done with you. Don't be surprised if your ass sits on the sideline and you fight every tough motherfucker there is or you never fight again. Like, that's the kind of shit that's going to happen. I don't see you getting a title shot. I don't see you getting an interim title shot. I don't see you. You, you are now the lowest man on the totem pole. 
you will not fight for that title. But Dana said it's not a big deal. Oh, it's not a big deal. My ass. Let me, uh, yeah. Read, read it. Is He says it's not a big deal. I'm telling you right now. Everybody thinks I hate this kid. Stated white as today at the UFC 236 press conference. I don't, I don't, I don't hate Covington. Even after last night, I don't hate this kid. Last night wasn't as as bad as it looked on the video. What does that mean? What does that mean? What do you mean it's not as bad as it looked? What does it mean? It it wouldn't it shouldn't have looked bad at all. In people's mind, that's all they're talking about is that girl. That's it. No one's talking about. What do you mean it doesn't look as bad as it looks? That's all people are talking about. They're not talking about anything else. But we were cool, and we talked last night face-to-face. He gets it. He knows he didn't uh, take the fight, so he doesn't get the fight. I mean, who knows? I mean, what? What? Like, outside of the fight thing, I don't th- I don't think we're going to see him. Kobe Tubman is another perfect example. Said Dana, he was offered the fight. He can come up with a million excuses why, but he didn't take the fight. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. But let's let's just be real. You threw the boss on blast, bro, in front of everyone. In front of everyone. Like, I think I think maybe it'll sell a little bit. If Usman wins, there's a good chance. There's a good chance he may maybe maybe that like with all the drama and like the video and all the behind the scenes stuff, that he they can they'll turn around and they'll sell this fight. But I don't really think that the the Colby Covington and uh, the Colby Covington and the T Wood fight is gonna happen, dude. Somebody else is gonna slide up in that spot. You know, I don't I don't think that the beef like T Wood hasn't given it enough attention. Yeah. I think T Wood's kinda like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna throw that kid a beating, sure, but like no one really cares. I think with the Usman thing, now with this little behind the scenes video, and now with this, him going to his weigh ins or his open workout, I mean, and you know, and calling him out that he's the champ, you know, he's um, whatever, calling him Marty, whatever it is, like all that stuff. Maybe that adds fuel to the fire, but <clears throat> but I think honestly, I think if Usman wins, then you may see a Colby Covington fight. But I don't think I don't think if T Wood wins, I think they move on to someone else. I don't think T Wood really gives a shit about Colby. He's like, I'm the champ, dude. I'm like, I'm probably one of the best welterweights that's ever walked the face of the earth. I don't give a fuck. Maybe he becomes that. Well, I think what they do is they probably give him Ben Askren. Ben Askren just. So you're not gonna fight Askren? No, Ben Askren. No, Ben Askren fights Colby Covington. Uh, and they're like, let's get rid of Colby. He's out the picture now. Yeah. We don't got to worry about that shit no more. <laughs> you know? Ben, ben going to fucking take his ass down. That dude will never get up. You know? Won't even get close. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I, look, let's talk. I mean, like, realistically, tomorrow's tomorrow's fight to me, let's talk about that because tomorrow's fight is to me is exciting. I think that whole ordeal is, is exciting. I think... The Usman fight and T. Wood fight is good. I'm not interested at all in the John Jones and Anthony Smith fight. It does nothing for me. It doesn't excite me. I don't think Anthony Smith gets out of the second round. He may potentially get out of the second round, but I don't think he does. John, I mean, I, I, just, I don't even think it's going to happen. I, I don't even think that, I don't think Anthony Smith gets out of the second round. So, I would say that. I say T. Wood uh, has a tough time with, with, uh, with Usman. That fight there is, I mean, to me, they're both extremely, extremely exciting. But T. Wood's more explosive on the feet. <clears throat> they got more power. Usman and him, the wrestling, I think, kind of cancels themselves out. But I think T. Wood cannot wrestle him. Look, the longer the fight goes, though, I the longer the fight goes, Usman's confidence gets there, builds up confidence. He actually, I think, I think the fight starts to get interesting around the fourth and the fifth round. In the championship rounds, Usman can make this fight interesting in the fourth and fifth round. T. Wood's never been Mr. Cardio King, okay? Like, he's explosive, he's fast, he's good, but if, you, if he has to fight at a fast pace, which that makes it dangerous for Usman because T. Wood's so explosive, so fast, he clips you at all, shit's done. It's fight's over. But if he's able to weather that storm in the beginning of every round and able to take the, the punishment of the speed and the agility and all the, and all the shit that T. Wood brings to the table... If he can weather that storm for the first minute and a half, two minutes of every round when T. Wood is fresh, as the fight goes on, I can see Usman potentially wiggling one out. But it's going to be a tough fight, man. It's going to be a real tough fight. Um, I mean, it depends. It depends on how good how much, how much, good of uh, shape Usman's in. And if he can push Woodley to the place where, like to the place where that, um, 
Nate Morcart pushed him, where he was just able to keep on him, keep on him, and then T. Wood just kind of slowed down to the point where he couldn't keep up. Like, you got to think, and it's been it's been shown over years that guys that generally carry that much muscle and that much that much muscle mass, and that are he's that he's kind of like a smaller guy. He carries that much. He's not able to go at a fast pace for five hard rounds or three hard rounds. They kind of go in spurts. And when you can push the pace on them and you can make them work, but you're taking chances. Let's be real. You're taking a huge chance with Tyron Woodley. If you get clipped in that in that minute and a half or two minutes, you're fucked. That dude is a finisher. He will put you away. He will destroy you. He is good. I've trained with him. I spar with him. I've I've wrestled with him. I've grappled with him. He's fucking good. That guy is nasty good. And I love training with him. He's a fucking amazing person, amazing guy. Love being around him. And I mean, he he has all the tangibles to fucking continue to be champion. But Usman has he has a he has good potential to go ahead and beat T Wood if he fights a smart fight. But can he do it? I don't know if he can do it for five hard rounds. So I mean, this to me it plays out to be a great fight, and he brings he brings a lot to the table that that T Wood hasn't had to face in a long time. So this makes for this makes for a very interesting fight. The next fight on the card. Who was the next fight on the card? I mean, this whole card stacked. I'm actually really excited. I hope they all live up to the hype. Lawler and Askren. I mean, you could have one of two ways, man. Um, Lala's just somebody you just, like, every every round the fight starts on the feet. You know? And every round that fight starts on the feet, Lala got a chance to knock your ass out. And that, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he's he's knocked dudes out with flying knees. He's knocked dudes out with uh, big punches. I mean, he, he's got big, heavy heat in his fucking left hand. I mean, he can knock you out any way he wants. So the fact that, and he, Lawler is saying that he hasn't been healthy, this healthy in a long time. I mean, he was in some wars from Roy, uh, Roy McDonald to um, to some other fights with Johnny Hendricks. I mean, he's been in some wars, man. So let's, I mean, I don't feel like he's been the same since he lost to T. Wood, but he says he's healthy. He says he's ready to go. He says he's back on, back on track, and uh, he feels the best he's felt in a long, long time. And if that's the case... Then I mean he's dangerous. I mean he's dangerous no matter how do you cut it, how you slice it. Uh, Ben's a big boy though. Ben's tall, long, lanky, and the story on Ben Askren is this, and it's always been this. If he locks his two fucking fingers around your leg, he's taking your ass down. Look at this. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, if he locks these two fucking little fingers, these two little index fingers, if he locks these things, he's taking your ass down. He is taking you down. We talk about it all the time. Oh, you ain't sniffing the takedown. That fool, if he fucking locks these two little fingers around your leg, he is taking your ass down. There's no doubt about it. If he locks around fucking Robbie Lawler's legs, he's taking you down. He can hit you with that fucking Ben Askren funky ass wrestling. People don't get it. He don't look pretty. He looks slow. He looks horrible. He looks all these things. But if he locks around your fucking legs, he's going to take you down. And let's not be mistaken. His jiu-jitsu is fucking really good. People want to underestimate his ability to fucking stop take or to to do shit on on top. People can't get off from underneath him. It's not just so much because of his wrestling. It's because of his positioning for fucking jiu-jitsu. That's why. He got good jiu-jitsu. He's a good wrestler that adapted to good to good jiu-jitsu. He's got good top control, got good positioning, good side chokes. He's he's got good work. He hits good cru- like he has that good crucifix. Like his stand up is garbage. Let's just be real. It's horrible. Probably some of the worst fucking stand up you've ever seen in your life. But his wrestling and his jiu-jitsu, I would say it's probably right up there with some of the best in the game, if not the best in the game. Like he just does shit. I mean, like you go back and watch some of his old school wrestling from college. Good god. Good. I mean like just nasty nasty stuff. Nasty stuff. So watch it, like what he's gonna do to these guys, like in in MMA, like stopping takedowns and wrestling. It's not none of these guys can do anything to stop him. And I don't know if Robbie can either. Robbie got a good first initial t- yeah. Robbie got a good first initial stop at the takedown. But if Ben Ben's notorious for shooting a shitty ass shot and then reshooting and reshooting to get in deep on a on a shot, I could see him potentially finish with a side choke. Potentially finishing from the back, potentially finishing with a guillotine, 
Now, I think Raleigh, Robbie's got all the the intangibles to beat him. This is a perfect style matchup. This is like style, stand-up style, knockout power versus typical like jiu-jitsu slash grappler. Like, you know, we're talking throwback stuff from like UFC 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, you know, that type of shit. You know, Dan Henderson versus Frank Shamrock stuff. You know, guys that could strike a little bit mixed in with the guys that have, you know, good wrestling with some good jiu-jitsu. So I think he has a great chance of um you know of getting the finish i think he has a great chance of getting the finish especially if he gets that takedown early if he gets that takedown early it's gonna be a long night for robbie lawler because as the fight goes on robbie not gonna get up you know and it sucks to see someone like robbie like to you know to lose to someone like ben because then it it's it's one of those things that people are gonna be like oh they're so excited to see ben Askren, dude you're gonna see three rounds of get of him russell fucking robbie lawler to death you know, if he's able to get the takedown early. I mean, it does make for an interesting uh, fight if he's able to rock Ben coming in because Robbie Lawler is a fucking finisher, and there's no doubt about that. But Ben Askren is notorious for not getting the takedown the first time, but locking his hands around your leg, around your body, around, around your hips, around your waist, and, dude, you're getting taken down. As soon as he locks those two fingers, your ass on the fucking ground. We'll see. Tomorrow we'll tell. Tomorrow we'll tell. What's the next fight? I think it's Tisha Torres. Yeah. Tisha Torres. I look, I never seen this uh Zhang chick or Zong or Zhang or I never seen her fight and I'm sorry, but everyone already I mean, if you guys are listening to this podcast at all, I'm a huge Tisha Torres fan because she's hot as fuck. She's <laughs> to me, she's good looking, man. So she's good looking. But um you know, she, she, I like the way she fights. I, you know, I like her. She, everything about her, she's uh, she's class act. Tastes, you know, fights are fucking. She's exciting. You know, that's it. I mean, I, I've never seen the other girl fight, so I'm not gonna really give to my two cents on the whole fight. Um, you know, but it should be for a good fight. I've heard a lot of good things about the other girl, and uh, you know, and she's not bad. Eighteen and one, eighteen and one is nothing to fucking shrug at. Let me just tell you that. So I mean, she obviously she got it seems like she got a little bit of the height difference. You know, she's five four, five five somewhere in there. Um, both weighing the same. She's got a little bit of a reach advantage, but everyone got a reach advantage on Tisha Torres. You know, because Tisha's so small. But I mean, I like the way she fights, man. I like I like the way that Tisha Torres fights. She brings the fight to them. I think this puts her right back in that that position to potentially get a title shot if she gets a big win over this. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I'm excited uh, for this fight, just to be honest. I mean, like, not a lot of people talking about girl fights a, a whole lot, you know, um, but this is uh, one of those fights. And as far as the next fight, Cody Garbrandt versus uh, Pedro uh, Munoz. I'm, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I've never seen – I've only seen him fight one time, Pedro. I Look, we just got to – it has nothing to do with Pedro. <clears throat> the whole fight has to do with Cody Garbrandt. Is Cody back on track mentally and physically? Is he ready for this fight? That's the number one thing. If he is ready for this fight mentally, I don't think he can be beat. I don't think he can be beat. He'll stop all the takedowns and he will let those hands go. But that being said, it's MMA, MMA, just fighting. Combative sports in general. It's a mental sport, man. If you mentally are not ready for this, if you mentally are not there thinking to yourself that you can't take a shot anymore or like your chin's gone or whatever it is, oof, it makes for a tough fight. Now, the number one thing that with Pedro is that is he going to let – because Cody doesn't kick a whole lot. <coughs> Will the leg kicks play a factor in opening up the boxing? If Pedro can go ahead and open up the leg kicks – to get Cody thinking about the leg kicks and open up his boxing to touch Cody's chin, then that makes a big difference. I think if Cody just makes it just strictly boxing, he's gonna have a harder time. He's gotta make it, he's gotta, he's gotta do a little a couple little different things. Open up the leg kicks a little bit, or maybe open up the body kicks, open up the head kicks, keep Pedro's hands on his on his chin. And that'll that'll slow the punching uh punching down, you know, of Pedro. And I think that'll open up the fact that Cody's probably a little bit faster than him. Cody got I think Cody and the power is there if he can touch that chin I think he's got a good chance of putting Pedro away but it all has to do with how confident how confident is is Cody Garbrandt and is he back to the Cody Garbrandt that we saw that beat Dominic Cruz is he back to that Pedro's leg kicks will be the factor I think on how this fight will go if it will open up the hands and potentially knock Cody out that's that's the way that I'm looking at it right now so 
We'll see how that all opens up. Cody got to fight with confidence. He got to fight not not just with confidence. He got to fight without his emotions on his sleeves like he did with TJ Dillashaw. Every time he thought he rocked him, he came in just guns blazing. Be patient in that position. Be composed. Keep your hands where they need to be, right there on your chin. Stock after him. Land your shots. Pick and choose your shots. Don't just go in there and brawl. Dude, when you fought T.J. Dillashaw, when Cody Garbrandt fought T.J. Dillashaw, he got hit with the same overhand right three times in a row, got knocked out in that second fight. That cost him. That cost him, man. He had rocked uh, T.J. He had hit him with a good, clean shot. All he had to do was slowly track after him, put pressure on him, and pick him apart with the speed. He's got the speed to do it, man. And if he does that, I think that makes for an interesting, an interesting Cody Garbrandt. If he learns anything from the T.J. Dillashaw fights is do your work, man. Do your work with your hands. You're better than almost 99%, 99% of these guys in the UFC. When you use your boxing and your kicks together and your stand-up, you make it fluid. Like, I think you are better than these guys. But when you wear your emotions on the sleeve and you fucking land a clean shot and you go out there just try to gunsling and try to prove that you can knock this guy out, you got hit with the same punch three times in a row against TJ. That's because you got carried away. And I think if he doesn't do that in this fight, which I don't think he will, I think he'll fight a smarter fight. The emotions aren't there with Pedro as they were with TJ. And he'll fight a smarter fight. When he fights a smarter fight, I think he has a great chance of getting back on the winning track and getting right back to one top, one fight away from being a, having a title shot again. You know, whether it be Henry Cejudo or whether it be against um, uh, TJ again or whoever else is next in line for that shot. So that makes this. I think this whole thing makes for a great, a great conversation piece. If if Cody Garbrock can get past Pedro, so next fight, I think it's a uh, Zabit, right? Zabit. Uh, yeah, they're the prelims. Yeah, that's the main event. But then the main event on the prelims is probably the number one fight that everyone's talking about. Then for me, I feel like a lot of people are talking about is Jeremy Stevens versus uh, Zabit. And I'm not going to even try to murder that dude's last name. Joe Rogan did a good job. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to murder that guy's. <coughs> yeah, it's like it's like Magometa Sharapova. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I, I'm not going to even try. Anyway, I just tried right now. It was horrible. Anyways, Zabit versus Jeremy Stevens. Man, I knew I knew Zabit was big, but I saw him stand, like pull up the, the, the face-off with him and Jeremy Stevens. I was like, good fucking God. He's like four inches taller than Jeremy. He's fucking tall as fuck. 5861. Jesus. Good heavens. They both weigh in at 145. Man, it was that's nasty. You see, you see them square up. I was like, good heavens. Look at Jeremy. Look at look at that. Look at that. He's like a good four inches tall. But that being said. Yeah, that being said, I think if Jeremy touches his chin, oh man, good heavens. Oh. Looks like a tree falling into it. Oh man, it's horrible. I can't imagine. <coughs> oh man. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be one of those fights though, like Zabit has all the tools and all the things, but can he avoid getting hit? Is if if Jeremy Stevens can get to his chin. There's a good chance that Jeremy could put the lights out on him. I don't think Zabit probably has the power to knock Jeremy out, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll have to actually wait and see. But to me, I think this has the potential of being the fight of the night. Without a doubt, fight of the night. It's it's actually great. It, when you guys want to talk about, hey, why is this fight on the prelims? Why is this fight? Da, 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 da. Let me explain to you why. Because this fight has fight of the night written all over it. And this is the fight that's going to get you to tune in to the main card. That's why they do it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. This fight could be ahead of, let's just say, um, the the girl fight, the Tisha Torres fight, and the what's the other fight? That was the fight before that? Uh, oh, the, the uh, Pedro and Cody Garbrandt. This fight, that fight could be a, ahead of that fight. You know, both those fights it could be ahead of. I mean. Look, I, I wouldn't put it ahead of Lawler and Askren only because of Lawler's history. I mean, he's been fighting since he was 19 in the UFC. Also, you know, former champion, things like that. I wouldn't do that to someone like Lawler. But you could potentially, if you're trying to build the young star of Zabit and also just the history of the fact that Jeremy Seaman is always action-packed, I could see them potentially putting that fight all the way up into the, the, the Robbie Lawler, Ben Askren uh, position, you know. 
But the fact is, is that they're trying to get you guys to tune into the main card, which I don't see how the fuck you wouldn't do it. This this whole card is stacked, and I'm you know, and everyone wants to always criticize me and say that I'm a I'm a UFC this, I'm a UFC that, I'm a hater, I'm a Dana White hater, I'm a UFC hater. Dude, you gotta you gotta tap him on the back. You gotta pat him on the back and be like, "Hey, this is a good card." You gotta be happy for this card, you guys. So if you guys you know get an opportunity a chance to watch this, I'm watching the weigh-ins right now and I'm watching Tisha Torres weigh-in. Hey, <laughs> so no, you can't be mad at that, man. Look at her, she's fucking shredded, dog. She like what? Like what? How tall is she? Five two. Five two just fucking shredded. Five one just shredded. That's nasty shredded. <clears throat> Anyways, um, look, that's that's pretty much the card. That's pretty much the whole card that everyone's talking about. Man, Ben, do some sit ups, dog. Ben Askren, Ben Askren, do a fucking sit up or two, dog. <laughs> Man, you won't did you, find. Did you, you see that meme of his fight cat? No, you won't find no fucking picograms of him in there. <laughs> no picograms on that dude. Look at him. He cracks me up, man. The the meme of his fight cat is freaking hilarious. Let me see. Uh, let's see. Ben Askren. Uh, where is it? Go back up. Who's that up on the top left corner? Is that Tisha Torres? Is it? I think it may be. No, that doesn't look like her. Maybe not. Is that even UFC? Yeah, that's UFC. Yeah, it's UFC. What does it say? Oh, no, oh, that's no, the that's, awesome bitch yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. awesome bitch girl. Look yeah. at fucking Ben being a little sneaky fuck. <laughs> Filthy little animal. <laughs> oh, what were you saying? Um, the ben oh, his fight kit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny, man. Ah, oh, shit. Where is it? It has to be up here somewhere. Um... Cause you know how he dress, he dresses like. Uh, hold on, yeah, look at look at him in like sandals. He shows up in sandals and shorts and a yeah. shirt. Ridiculous, man. Yeah, I think it's funny as fuck. Um, oh god, that was like it was like viral on Instagram. I don't know why it's not a number one search. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's basically like his uh, his saggy, horrible shirt that he wore to the press conference, and then someone put like the Reebok logo over it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fucking funny. That's the way he dresses. Yeah. No well. Ben trying to make a play for Rachel Ostevich, huh? Like, yo, girl, what's up? <laughs> Post a video of her. That's so funny. <clears throat> um, and then the other one was. So Alvarez came out saying that interim titles are yeah. shit because they don't pay because it's a, it's a way to it's get a money a, thing. It's a, it's a way to get a main event, a title fight without paying for, like the without yeah. paying them as champs. And then he said, uh, and then Dana responded today saying that uh, the interim champs get a cut of the pay per view, which they wouldn't get if they were only the number one contender. So like that's basically false. Yeah, I I don't know how true that is. Um, I, I don't know. From what I understand, like from my contract that I had with the UFC, it was anytime I, it wasn't if I fought for the title, it was only if I won the title. So I don't know if that included the interim title, if I won, if I won the interim title, if I got paid the pay-per-view. You don't get paid the pay-per-view numbers if you just fight for the interim title. So let's just say both these guys are fighting for the interim title. Maybe it's in there that... Since they're both fighting for it and there's no champion at the time, then they're both getting paid a cut of the pay-per-views. That might be possible because they're trying to crown a champion that's going to fight or interim champion that's going to fight for the number one title spot against uh, the the real champion. That might be true. I mean, I couldn't I, I couldn't tell you. I don't I can't speak from experience on that situation on uh, how that all works. Um, on that portion, I just know that like when. If I was to fight for the title uh, in my contract, then I would have gotten I wouldn't have gotten paid pay per view dollars until I was to actually um, defend the title. But the fact that they're looking for both, they're they're having interim champions. They're gonna have two people that are not champion fight for the interim title. Perhaps they split what you know, maybe like I don't know, dollar fifty or two, you know, maybe a dollar or dollar fifty mm. per pay per view buy. 
you know, for both of them since they're both making the fight happen to be the interim champion. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I don't want to speak on it because it wouldn't. Um, I, w I wouldn't be speaking from experience on that. Yeah, but I mean, it. it look, there's no doubt Eddie Alvarez is correct in the fact that it is that they are degrading the fact they are degrading the the um the interim title spots people are talking about it. Like, that's all people are talking about. this is just it's the whole oprah thing you get a ch you get an interim title you get an interim title like everyone gets interim title with like bullshit like that's the that's the feel right now you know and uh and they're doing that they're doing that whether these guys are getting paid I hope they are i think i hope i hope they are but whether they're getting paid or not like you're you are you're they're doing it to make sure that there's a title on the line for the main event. That's it. Like for the for the big cars, they got to do it to make sure that there's a title on the line. None of these guys are Conor McGregor. None of these guys are like if John Jones fought, I mean I guess maybe he still needs a title. You know, if but Conor McGregor is the only guy in the sport that could fight and people just wouldn't give a shit if there wasn't a title attached to his name. He could fucking fight Nate Diaz for no title and that would still sell. They don't, they don't give a fuck. No one gives a fuck. You know, they fought the first time for no title. They're going to fucking fight again for no title. Like, no one gives a shit. Like, he's the guy that could go anywhere. He could fight, he could fight fucking at 155. He could fight at one, he could fight at 150, 160, 165 for no title. All catch weights. And people would still tune in. He'd probably still sell 1.5 million pay-per-views. You know, he's a fucking, like, no one cares, man. They're going to always... They're going to fall in love with the addiction of the shit talk that he's going to bring to the table leading up for the eight weeks before the fight. It doesn't matter. Doesn't just doesn't no no one gives a fuck. They just want to tune in and watch him fight. 50% of them want to tune in and watch him fucking lose. 50% want to tune in and watch him win. That's what happens. So, um, but the rest of these guys all need titles attached to their name, and the UFC knows that. So that's why they put interim titles on these dudes' uh, names. That's why they have these main events that are interim titles. They have to, you know? And it is degrading the, the whole interim title thing. I mean, people were telling me, like, the, oh, the Tony thing happened. But in the in the defense of the UFC, and I'm going to defend the UFC right now, and I'm and I'm and people are like, here's the thing. <laughs> people were hating on me, man, in the comment section. Oh, you're a Tony hater. I'm not a Tony hater at all. I'm actually a Tony fan. And everyone's like, oh, because he beat you. I don't give a fuck. Dude, that happened. Like, when you start looking at the numbers, I'm, the, I'm one of the only ones that went the distance with them. So fuck you guys. <laughs> like, these dudes got finished. We're talking top guys. You're talking about your top five guys. Those, all those dudes got finished. All get, like after they got rocked, got beat up a little bit, they all tapped. And fuck. you got caught up in the third. As yeah, well. I mean, like fuck those guys. Like you guys want to criticize me? I'm just laughing because, dude, if you go back and look, I'm one of the only dudes to fucking go the distance. So fuck you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can honestly say that, like, even though, like, with the the loss to Ben, the loss to the to Bobby Green, which I feel like I didn't lose either one of those fights. But Tony Ferguson's the first guy I felt in a long time. <laughs> Except for when I lost to, to uh, Gilbert Melendez the second fight, I thought I lost that fight too. Those fights, the Gilbert Melendez fight and the fucking Tony Ferguson fight, those are the two fights I could say. Honestly, I'm like, dude, I lost those fucking fights, dude. I lost. Like, there was nothing, nothing in those fights I did. Like, sure, I felt like I fought hard, but there's just no way, man. I lost those fights. And as a fighter, you have to learn to understand that. You have to learn that, like, dude, he beat me. Fair and square, homeboy beat me. Nothing you can beat about. Like to me, I felt like I beat Bobby Green. There was nothing about that fight. I felt like I lost anything. Benson Henderson, I felt like I won that fight. I felt like I won. I felt like I won uh, the first two rounds. I lost the third and the fourth, and I won the fifth. I don't feel like I lost that fight. And they but were look, split as well. Yeah, it was a split. I mean, whatever though, they're both splits. It, it was. You know, you can even see if you actually go back and watch the Bobby Green fight and, and when they're announcing the decision, I'm like, I said, these fucking, these judges about to fuck me right now. And sure enough, they fucked me. But it is what it is, man. Like, those are the chances you take. Those are the things that happen. It is what it is. But I feel like the fight with Tony Ferguson is that, that fight I legitimately lost. I just, I got, I got outworked, got out hustled, got out, I just got beat up that night. Everything about that fight, I lost that fight. And so when people talk to me about like, oh, you, you know, that you don't, um, they, oh, you're just mad that he beat, no, I'm, I tip my hat to that dude, that dude's tough as fuck, and you look at his record, that dude, that dude is good, 
He's good. These dudes, they all, they all, they all lost to him. They all got tapped by him. I mean, you go back through like his eleven fight win streak. I think it's me and like one or two other dudes that actually went the distance. The rest of them all fucking lost. You know, the all rest of them got, all got finished. You know, so if you go through there and look at everyone there, I think I'm. Am I the only one? No, there's somebody else uh, went there. Kevin Rafael Lee. Kevin Lee. Oh no, he lost by triangle. Kevin Lee lost by triangle. Who went? Oh, Dos Santos or Dos Santos. Dos Santos went five rounds with him. Uh, Danny Castillo. Danny Castillo went split the city. Oh, Dan! Wow, I, that was not that fight though. That was that was a while before I fought him. Two fights, three fights. Yeah. You know, but I mean, still, so two people out of all those people went the distance with him. So I mean, all those other dudes got finished. So don't come to me saying like, "Oh, you're just hating on him." I'm not hating on him. I'm not hating him on him at all, man. I think he's fucking. He's. I'm actually. I'm actually glad to see him fucking doing what he's doing. I think it's great, man. His fight with Anthony Pettis is one of the best fights I've ever fucking seen him ever. I think it's great. But let's let's get back to Tony. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, just the overall situation. Um. Yeah, the overall situation with him is that he he's doing a smart thing, man. He's doing a smart thing by not taking the fight, and on top of not like on top of not taking the fight, he's waiting to see exactly what happens. He's waiting for the dust to settle. And I actually hit him up. I uh, he hit me. He, he commented on Twitter about something that I posted, and and I said, "Look, dude, I'm like you're 35 years old, man. You're a fucking you're you're a 29 year old running back in the NFL." He commented back somebody. He's a cornerback, and I'm like. Whatever, dude. Calm down. Like you know, like you're a 29 year. Like the UFC is looking at you like a 29 year old running back in the NFL. Like you're one year. Like you, they're not trying to resign you to a long term deal. They're like you're one or two fights away from being done. So Dana White said today as well. Um, somebody asked him, "Hey, what are you gonna do with Tony?" He's like, "I don't know. What I'm gonna do with Tony because you know if Max wins against Poirier, Max is next in line against yep. Khabib, and then you know, he's yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do with Tony." Yeah. But if here's the thing, and I will tell you this is if Dustin Poirier beats Max, then I could see them. I could see them making Dustin Poirier fight Tony Ferguson for the interim title. And if if Tony doesn't take that fight, then there's a you, you never know. Here's the thing, Khabib calls the shots. Khabib may just be like, you know what, I ain't fighting Max, or I ain't fighting Dustin. I'm fighting Tony. I could see Khabib doing that because that's Khabib's that way. Khabib is the type of person like, nah, I ain't fighting Poirier. I'm fighting Khabib. I'm fighting Tony. I mean, we were talking about the whole interim title thing and the Tony thing. It's a shit situation. The reason why they stripped him or the reason why they said that he wasn't the interim champion anymore is that they thought he was going to be out for a long period of time. They thought that he was going to be out for a year. That fool bounced back like a fucking cat. He came back like nobody's business, healthy, ready to go, fought Anthony Pettis to a fucking all-out war. But in that fight, and I talked about this last week, is that <laughs> is that I think he took some big leg kicks, and that he realized right away that his leg was not 100%. So I think he's taking his time. He's healing his leg. He's making sure that he's ready for this fight. He's ready for a number one title shot. He's, number one, he's ready for that real title shot. If Max wins, Max fights Khabib. If Dustin Poirier wins, I could see Khabib and Tony fighting before Dustin Poirier fights um before Dustin Poirier fights uh Khabib. I could see that happening. I could completely and totally see that happening because the the money fight over Dustin Poirier versus Khabib, Tony Ferguson is a bigger money fight than Dustin Poirier and Khabib. Max and Khabib? No. No way. They're going to have Max and Khabib fight because Max has a potential of uh, not beating Khabib, but I mean he does a potential beating Khabib. But the thing is, is that we like that fight sells champ versus champ, 145 pound champion fighting the 155 pound champion. I'm sorry, man, you Tony, you ain't competing with that. Nothing you can do about that. The UFC is making a money deal, and the money deal is to make sure that if Max beats Dustin Poirier, that Max fights for the title against Khabib because that right there will sell pay per views. They're doing what they can to do that you know dude there so, someone bought that company for 404 4.4 billion dollars they're trying to make their money at every turn they possibly can they if it ain't a money fight they're like all right what do we do next let's make another interim title let's have three interim champions fucking one of those guys can rise at the top we're gonna we're gonna and it, the storyline's gonna be built for us do you think it makes more sense though that with all the interim titles why not just do more divisions 
Uh, I mean, like the 165 pound championship makes a difference. It makes, like a, and then you bump from five? 70 to 75. Do it every five. Why no. not every five? No, because that's like boxing. It's no one gives a fuck about boxing anymore. Because boxing is every like five pounds. No one gives a fuck. They're like, oh, who's fighting? Oh, that guy. Well, wait, one four. No one even cares about what fucking weight they're fighting at. When you say Canelo Alvarez is fighting, no one gives a fuck what weight he's fighting at. Like I don't even know what weight he fought fucking Triple G at. I think it was 165 or 160. No one gives a fuck. Like, the weight classes mean something right now, you know? So, but I think if you do it every 10 pounds, it makes a difference. If you do it, if you, like, the only thing that's missing is the 165-pound champ, like, title. And you bump 70 to 75, then you got 85, 90, you got 85. I don't even know if you go 95. I don't think you go 95. I think you go 85 to 205, 205 and heavyweight. That's it. You don't go to the next one. Can you just bump a weight class, though? Like, can you just bump Just bump 75? it to 75. But can you still call it well or weight? Well, what else the fuck would you call it? I don't know, but is it, I mean, can, is it not like you could call you could call you say one sixty five could be super lightweight, or you could be like uh, I don't know, whatever would be a low fucking yeah. I, mean, I would say it's like super lightweight, you know. I just feel like with it being everybody's fought at one seventy historically, so can you really can you really just change it to seventy five and say you can do whatever the fuck you want? You own the company. No, but com- like, we're talking about mean? legacy and uh, and prestige. You would just and- consider all those guys in legacy. You would just consider all those guys at one seventy being the one seventy five pound champion. That's all you would do, dude. Every every sport every sport has evolved. Every sport has evolved. And then part of the evolution of it all is like you create more weight classes or you don't create more weight classes. You create more rules. You create more things. Like it, that's like saying, though, we, we can't make that we can't make that uh, that that rule where you can't touch the quarterback anymore. Well, all the records are fucking being destroyed right now by quarterbacks of all the old school quarterbacks because those dudes used to take fucking real shots. You used to get hit all the time. Now, like defensive players can't even touch the receiver without getting a fucking penalty. So those guys are blowing away the records. Oh, he's the greatest. He's the fucking, he's a good running back, or he's a good receiver and he's a good quarterback. But, dude, if those dudes were getting hit like they were back in the day, get the fuck out. Those guys probably wouldn't even be in the NFL anymore. They'd be all fucking whining. Like, Tom Brady, that little pencil guy, he's like a fucking twiggy, dude. Like, no way. That dude wouldn't even be in the NFL anymore. He, dude, the way that Joe Montana used to get hit against fucking guys like uh, Lawrence Taylor and those guys, man, they used to fucking destroy him. The Buffalo Bills fucking linebackers used to destroy fucking Joe Montana. Like, they blew his ass up. I mean, that's why that dude's not playing anymore. Fuck, that guy. Shit, Joe, Tom Brady would be fucking, he'd be broken right now if he wasn't the golden boy. They made all them rules and them changes just for him. You know? Anyways. Anyway, I'm done ranting. I'm done ranting on that bullshit. Yeah, you, you they gotta make that. They, they can go ahead and make the adjustment and make the rules. I think that's what they'll do. What else? Uh, Jones explains why he prefer Brock Lesnar to DC. Well, I mean, it's the money. The, you don't even gotta explain it. Oh, uh, Brock Lesnar. You're just talking about the money. That's all you're talking about. I could, I could potentially see them skipping. I could potentially see them skipping DC. To do Jones and Brock. Yep. But can they uh, do both? I, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. If DC destroys them, they wouldn't do. They wouldn't do John Jones. Uh, Maybe that wouldn't make sense. I mean, I could see them doing it. Just you know. <clears throat> and right now, I mean, to be my honest opinion, like John Jones calling the shot, man. He's calling the shots. He's thirty years old. They know they got him for a couple more years. The DC's on his way out. They're like, well, let's fuck. Let's fuck DC over. And let's go ahead and like keep our keep our golden boy, um, Mr. Pico Graham's happy, so we can, you know, we can make some more money off of him, do whatever we can. I mean, you gotta be careful though, man. You gotta be careful. They, they, uh, they, they, uh, they take care of him too much. He made Conor McGregor them and just fucking bounce out and be like, "Look, I made money off you guys. I'm out of here." You know, who knows? You never know. Like, he, he's one of those guys, you can tell he's not loyal to anything. He just does what he wants to do. Don't give a fuck about nothing. So, I mean, they got to kind of be careful, too. So, uh, Dana did say today, though, that he does want to take, he wants to take care of DC in his last couple of fights because he. Last couple. There's one more fight. That's it. There's that. I'm telling you right now, we have the same manager, we have the same agents, we have the same, we are boys. There's one more fight. 
that's it. It's either going to be Francis Ngannou or it's going to be Brock Lesnar. That's it. That's what, all you're going to get. What are you going to do when he gets when he signs for two more fights? And you sound like a... Well, he don't need to sign for two more fights. No, but he might. What if he signs for a second What if Barbie fight? came with hand grenades? What if... How the fuck... What the fuck do you know? You don't <laughs> fucking know shit. Yeah, no. No, he... Look, th- there, there, is a, there is a small chance that there is a small... And I will tell you there's a small one. The small one means that they're going to have to pay him anywhere between... Twelve to fifteen million dollars for that second fight. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, if they're not going to pay him twelve to fifteen million dollars, he is not fighting any of those dudes. That's he's going to fight. He's going to fight Brock, Brock Lesnar or Francis Ngannou for that flat for his last fight. Defend. He's going to defend his title against either one of those guys. His heavyweight title. That's it. That's all there is. And it, unless they offer him somewhere in the $15 million range to fight somebody. That's it. That's all. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. <laughs> I'm just telling you guys, man. You go pay up, man. Go pay up. You want me to fight past on 40? Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Yep. I'm just saying. All right. What else? Um, oh, Mirko Krokop uh, announces his retirement. Apparently, he had a stroke right after his last fight with Big Country. And that kind of gave him, obviously, a huge scare. Um, look, I did the interviews for him uh, with him right before he had that fight. Uh, we were in the back, um, you know, with Big John and and Chael P. Sonnen and uh, Jen Brown and everyone. We he, he was having a great conversation. Man, he you know, he had a lot to say. He's feeling good, feeling healthy, feeling everything. And... And uh, it's a scary thing. I can imagine. I've never had a stroke, but I mean, I can imagine it's a scary thing. Um, you know, he says he, everything's okay. He said he feels fine. Just kind of gave him a, a little bit of a, a scare. And um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Like, hey, you don't know how long you have. You don't know what the next step is, and why take any chances when you don't need to. And uh, you know, enjoy the rest of your life, man. Like. Fighting, fighting is not what makes these fighters, and I think that's this. That is the biggest issue with some of these guys. Like some of these guys have been fighting for so long. Vitor Belfort just signed with one one championship. Are you fucking out of your goddamn mind? Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you're. It's it's been you're you've been fighting longer than I was. I was like one of the last guys on the fucking on the on the on you know around. I don't get it, man. Like, why? Why? Like, I don't understand. Like, are you you need the money? Well, I don't get what it is. Like, there's no reason for you to fight. You know, you're the former UFC champion. You're like, you you fought all the best guys in the world. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand it. So, all that. I mean, like, what other guy? I mean, like, there's so many guys. There's guys that I don't feel like just shouldn't be fighting anymore. BJ Penn. And you're, he's my boy. I just, I don't think there's any reason, dude. He never had... He he, ne- he never needed the money. He never he never yeah he never fought for the money. He never needed the money. So I don't understand why he's still fighting at forty years old. Like he's talking about maybe potentially having another fight, like a farewell fight. But I'm like for what for what? Like what's the point? You know? I mean I think his record now is like eighteen and sixteen. There's no reason to fight, dude. You're one of the like he was one of the 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 guys that led the way for everyone. And he's my boy. And we text and talk and communicate all the time. But, I mean, shit, man, you've lost six in a row and one draw. He had a draw against John Fitch, lost to Nick Diaz, lost to Roy McDonald, lost to Frankie Edgar, lost to Yair Rodriguez, lost to Dennis Seaver, lost to Ryan Hall. I mean, and even before the – and then he beat he beat Matt Hughes was his last win. But he had lost to Frankie Edgar before that twice. Then he beat Diego Sanchez, beat Kenny Florian, lost to George St. Pierre. I mean, like, his fights with Diego and Kenny were fucking epic, dude. He just – Fucking just destroyed both of those guys. It's so weird to see him, like, to see the different people he's fighting and the the fluctuation of the weight class. Bro, he's fought everybody. Like, go down. He fought Lyoto Machida. Lyoto Machida was 220 pounds when he fought Lyoto Machida. 220 pounds. He fought him in Heroes K1 in Japan. Fucking insane. Like, he fought Dwayne Ludwig. That was at 170. He fought Hodger Gracie, or uh, not Hodger, but Rodrigo Gracie. That was at one like 180-something, 185. He fought Takanori Gomi at 155. They f- he fought Matt Hughes at 170. I mean, first round, like, he fought all these dudes, man. He fought all these dudes. 
He's he never gave a fuck about a weight class. He fought everyone in any weight class. Didn't give a shit. He was a true fighter through and through. Still is, but he has nothing left to prove, man. Just I don't even want to see him fight anymore. He's my boy. I want to see him just get through and be happy and live a life, man. Be happy, dude. Be happy. So he fought two hundred five, and then he also just fought one forty five. The last few fights. That's yeah, crazy, That's crazy so right? Crazy. Nuts. Just nuts. You know. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know. There's talking about Chael versus Machida. Yeah, I mean that we'll, we'll wait till that's finally official and signed. I don't, you know, there's talk. There was talk about him potentially fighting Vitor Belfort too, and then Vitor just signed with one championship. So, you know. Yep. I, not know. not a whole lot else. Nah. Not a whole lot else. Just the fights. Just to face Paige broke her. Yeah, uh, I heard she broke arm. her form again. Yeah, she'll be out. I think that was her last fight on her UFC contract, also. So she's gonna looking to was renegotiate. It? Yeah, either renegotiate with them or potentially try the free market agency. So we'll see. Yeah, all the news is just around tomorrow night. Tomorrow yeah, night tomorrow night's a big card, man. So yeah. it's the way it goes. Sammy's gonna be mad at you because you you fought him on how this card wasn't great, and now you're saying it's great. No, it's a great card. It's a great <laughs> card. No one who listens to Sammy. No, Sammy who? <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. I think that's it, man. Let's wrap this up. Hey, we're here with Punk's Opinion. Josh Thompson giving you my opinion on tomorrow's card. What is this, UFC 236? Uh, five. 235. Good card, man. Good card. You guys could tune in, see exactly what's going on. And, uh, yeah, go from there, man. I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting night. I mean, don't be surprised if some of them are sleep like uh, – Sleepers as in like But I'm telling you right now Some of them will be really good I think a lot of them will be good The Cody Garbaugh fight should be really exciting Tisha Torres fight should be good It should be entertaining But I mean like Knockout wise I mean you're probably going to see the full three rounds uh, Robbie Lawler I think potentially you're going to see a full three rounds Or Ben could potentially submit Robbie Lawler Or Lawler's going to knock him out You have those two options I don't I think it's a it's gonna be a small chance it goes the distance. It's gonna be a small chance. I think uh, either Ben's gonna submit him or Robbie's gonna knock him out. Um, which would be good, I think, for the fans because if it's a fucking wrestle fuck for for three rounds, I mean Ben's gonna lose fans faster than fucking he gained any of them when he signed with the UFC. Um, that being said, Tyrone Woodley versus uh, Usman. I mean. We're going to see. We're going to see exactly how good Usman is and how prepared he is for Tyron Woodley and if he's going to push the pace and make and make Woodley fight at a fast pace for five rounds. So that'll be interesting to see. And that was, I think that's the way. If you're going to beat Woodley, that's the way you got to fight him. But when you fight him that way, you're taking that chance of getting knocked the fuck out okay, by him because he's so fast, so explosive, so composed. He's got big power in his hands, and people just can't keep up with him for that first two minutes. Like He does everything right. He's a technician. He's good, man. He's one of the best in the game, if not the best at 170 right now in the world. Exciting to watch him fight. Um, John Jones, Anthony Smith, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm not even interested in the fight, to be honest. You're not going to watch I mean, it? I mean, I probably, won't, I probably won't. I mean, my honest opinion, I just, I don't, I don't, get anything out of watching John Jones. He's a cheater. I just don't get it. I don't watch Anderson Silva either. I just don't watch him, man. Like, just knowing that they're, they're that they've cheated, like, for how long? And uh, He's fun. He's entertaining. But I also don't think Anthony Smith is good enough to beat him, so I'm not going to really tune in. When I watch, like, the, you know which fight I will watch, though? I will watch Santos fight John Jones. The guy that just fought, like, and knocked out a... That, that one guy, Blockowitz or whatever his name was. If oh, yeah. he fights, he's now in like in the number three spot, be right behind Anthony Smith. If he ends up beating, if Anthony Smith loses, you'll have Santos, I think, fight next against John Jones. If that fight happens, I will probably watch that fight because man, I like watching Santos fight. You Him don't think and if Jones wins, a fight in DC, hey, not DC, no. Brock. I mean, they may do that. They may jump over uh, DC for that. <coughs> we'll see. We'll see. Damn. But I mean, like you have Santos now. You have uh, you have Santos, and you have Anthony Smith, who's number three. Santos will be right there next if Anthony Smith loses. Santos will be next in line because Gus just lost to to John Jones. DC is not going back to two hundred five, and we will see that fight happen. 
So I think that you will see Santos will be next in line against John Jones unless John Jones decides to jump up and fight something at heavyweight. We'll see. You never know. Could be the fight to make. Cain Velasquez and, D and John Jones could happen too. Don't be shy. Who knows? No, I mean, who knows? Maybe we could watch fucking what's his name. I would like to see Ngannou versus John Jones. Yeah, that would be good. Him. Yeah, yeah, that would be good because I don't know if John Jones could take uh, Ngannou down. And that power, boy, Ngannou, boy, that he power. He may like come. If he touches John Jones's chin, fuck. John Jones may never wake the fuck up. <laughs> that would be nasty. Shit, he's. We'll see. That's one of those fights. I would love to see that fight. I would love to see that fucking fight right there. DC fights. DC fights. Brock Lesnar beats him, retires, leaves his belt in the in the cage right there. And on that same card, you have John Jones versus Ngannou. <coughs> that would be fucking dope. I would love to see that happen. Anyways, all right, guys, you're here with Josh Thompson, Punk's Opinion. Leave some comments in the comment section. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know if the input is good. Please do me a favor. Share this video, okay? Hit this little uh, subscribe button. Is it this way or is it this way? Uh, the subscribe button's actually right there. Oh, right here? So yeah. hit that subscribe button. Let me know if you guys like this. Leave some comments. Also, guys, I'm looking for... Um, Someone that would potentially like to start creating some videos for us, some short clips, some short uh, sound bites and things like that of videos and start posting them out. Let me know. Please let uh, hit me up and I'm interested in doing this. Let's do this, man. We're looking for someone. I mean, I have producer Dave doing a bunch of edits and cuts, but we would like for um, to see if we can get some other people to start kind of doing it for us on the side as well and pushing our, pushing our uh, Punk's Opinion and Sammy the Punk podcast. So I truly appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And hit us up on at Sammy the Punk on Twitter, IG, Facebook. Also follow me at, at the Real Punk on Twitter, IG, Snapchat, and it's uh, Facebook as well. You can also hit the subscribe button on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Spotify. So please hit us up. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And uh, I will see you guys after this fight. Tomorrow, UFC 235. I will see you then, probably on Sunday. We will do the recap. We will break this shit down. I will tell you, I told you so, motherfuckers. I told you so. I'll tell you all about it. Now, anyways, I will just tell you guys, hopefully it's a great fight tomorrow night, and I'm excited to watch all these cards. All right, out.